Episode 2 of the UK Cubs podcast, uh, bringing you all the Cubs stuff from the UK. I'm Chris. I'm Neil. And we have got a really, really busy one to get through this week, so <laughs> I think we're probably going to be going over the half an hour we aim to do. But yeah, whatever. Um, let's just get straight into it. We've, um, we've got a few All-Stars to talk about. Indeed. Are they all going though? That's the problem. Like, oh, they became all stars and then decided to sack it. I think they're still going. I think we'll still get to see them in the lineup at the start where they're all stood there doing the anthem. But obviously, Dansby's injured, so he's not playing. And Strowman's doing a Strowman and he's <laughs> making it about himself, isn't he? And he's not playing. Yep. <laughs> so we should probably talk about the Dansby injury as well because that happened. Uh, Mm. Knew it was bad as soon as he stepped on the base, and they're the ones you never like to see. Mm. Um, hopefully, he's only going to be out until Sunday, and we'll have him back. Because the uh, Cubs are really going to need Dansby for this uh, run-in, because I think this uh, run-in straight after the All-Star break is the most important part of the season so far. Uh, the 20 games straight afterwards uh, make or break. Yeah, I mean, I kind of took a wee look at it, earlier it was kind of I was kind of going through some of the questions that were fired in and it was uh, when Ray had kind of highlighted that we had uh, quite an easy kind of second half of the season and I kind of thought well I hadn't actually looked at the schedule since it was you know since it was released and you you know you, you start looking at who we're playing and I hadn't actually taken a proper look at it until earlier uh, today um, and as you say it's that kind of that next 20 games kind of coming out of the, that'll kind of make or break the the, the kind of season for us and we obviously kind of ended that little bit kind of going into the into the all-star break kind of 500 you know it was kind of like half and half um it was nice to have that win but we'll, we'll obviously come to that when we come to the, the Yankees series but it's nice to kind of end that on a win hopefully we can kind of keep that going uh, when everybody comes back at the weekend so yeah, um, so we should probably get in uh, what's happened uh, this week uh, games-wise. It's definitely been uh, one of the more eventful weeks I can remember uh, following the Cubs. Uh, we'll start off with um, game one of the Brewers series, which can only be described as a complete <laughs> and utter disaster for David Ross. Uh, that's gonna, that's probably going to be a theme tonight, man. That's gonna, probably going to be a theme. But anyway, yeah. Uh, I'll try to be nice to him, but <laughs> the Cubs blow a massive lead. And it comes entirely down to uh, some really weird decisions from David Ross with a bullpen. Um, so obviously we have the injury to Madrigal. He doesn't want to make the double swap. So we end up having Fulmer having to take that bat just so he can pitch the next inning. And to be fair play to Fulmer, <laughs> <laughs> he... He didn't go on three pitches. I think he. I think he took five. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was he, like, "Oh, what's going together. on? What's going on here? This is." But anyway, he put together in that bat. Yep. Uh, what transpires next is just some of the worst, the worst pitching I've ever seen from a bullpen. It's walks after walks. It's uh, the bases end up loaded, and Mark Light is ready to come out 
Well, instead of bringing Mark Leiter in, he decides to bring Anthony Kay in. And, oh, he has the worst the worst outing I have ever seen from a pitcher in my life. Uh, his first four pitches are all balls for a walk. Uh, no, I've got it wrong. So his first pitch is even worse. His first pitch was a, a hit for, what, two runs? Yep. Or was it three runs? Yeah. Uh, then his his then his next four pitches are for the walk, and then mm. his final pitch is he plunks him, and then he's out the game. So he literally could not have had worse six pitches. And then from then on, the game's done, and that's as bad as it gets for David Ross. Like, why do you have your main guy there with the game there? It's a huge leverage spot, and he's brought Kane, who's played like six games up until that point, and it's not. No, that was a big game for the Cubs. They needed to win, uh, and David Ross completely blew it. Uh, that's the most angry I've been in a long time at the Cubs. You, you were not happy. <laughs> I was. <laughs> you were I was not happy. Really, really angry at that. But um, the rest of the series was a little bit more promising. So we had game two. We obviously had that absolute insane game which was really back and forth and then the most incredible last three innings of a game you're ever going to see I've never seen two players at home decide the end of two innings and decide the game absolutely incredible Uh, like David Ross pretty poor poor with his decisions again and literally I think Ian Happ, Nico and Miggy have completely bailed him out of this game like <laughs> it was one of those it's one of those weird things man because it was kind of like when that throw to home like once a season it's like that would be a, that would be like play of the season awesome but it to happen twice in the same game was just absolutely insane and you're right i think that um i don't want to kind of bash rossi too much but the fact is that um there's been a few times where he's been bailed out and there's been a couple of times this week where he's been found out. <laughs> um, and, I mean, obviously, last night, but we'll get to it. But um, but the fact is that, as you say, he kind of he got bailed out in that one. And I think that this, this particular series is weird because it's kind of like there's only like one or two runs in each of the games. It's kind of like, on paper, it kind of looks really close. But then there's other times where you're like, it really wasn't close. <laughs> it looked like either team could kind of just break out at any time. Um, and... As you say, game two, kind of going all the way to 11 innings or whatever it was, um, just amazing. Uh, yeah, we'll move on to game three. Uh, we'll try and get through the games as quickly as possible because there's a lot more to talk about in terms of um, where we're at in midway in the season. But game three was absolutely incredible as well. Um, big big comeback. Uh, Mike Mike Tuckman, uh, the man <laughs> of the hour. Uh, like, I thought the game was done. It was another one where I'm fully like, ah, nah, I'm off to bed. But I go to bed, but the game's still on and I'm still watching it. <laughs> no, same. Absolutely the same. It's like, just thought the game was done. Uh, you know, usually when, when a team can get a good two or three up on us, we're coming to those kind of final, uh, the final inning or the final innings. And we just look like we're, you know, our bats can be dead at times. Um, and as you say, you kind of go right. I'm done. I'm going to bed, and then you end up you continue to watch it in bed anyway. But um, but unbelievable, uh, amazing ninth inning to 
to kind of get that win. Um, to make it two on the trot. <laughs> and you just uh, you don't usually get anything off the uh, Brewers' bullpen. It's not the yeah, same yeah. standard of bullpen. We've been used to them from the past, but you don't expect to get three runs off them late. And that's exactly what happened, and it was exciting. And then we were obviously going into game four really excited, and it was an exciting game, which unfortunately a bit of a gut punch yeah. for the Cubs. Uh, tough loss to take with Gomes uh, tying it late, but the Brewers winning it in the eighth. Uh, you can't really be mad at them. It was just one of them games. Yeah. Um, but overall, thoughts thoughts on the series? I just I just thought it was it was a it was a weird series it was kind of i wasn't sure what to expect kind of going in um and the fact that as you say you know that the bullpen that they have now um you're not kind of expecting to get anything of it and for us to be able to kind of do that and then it just seems weird because it's like the, the cubs as we know are kind of that jekyll and hyde type thing where one night we might be absolutely awesome and put sort of 10 or 11 runs in and then the next again night we're struggling to even uh i was gonna i was gonna use a, a very uncouth uh, phrase there, but it kind of, kind of seemed to hit anything. Um, and it was just weird in that series where it kind of was, was that kind of back and forth and other than a couple of times where you thought game over, it was kind of, we were kind of hanging in there and um, it's actually been quite good to see because obviously they're a wee bit ahead of us uh, in the standings. But um, but no, I mean, I... I, I I quite enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, even although we, we did have to take those uh, kind of losses. It was it was it was definitely an enjoyable series, um, and then moving into the big one in the Bronx. Yeah, before we move on to that though, we we slagged him off quite a lot um, last week, but um, credit has to go to say Suzuki, who's completely turned it around this week. Oh um, man. He seems to have, I'm taking full credit, he seems to have listened to me. He's swinging at stuff, <laughs> which is good to see. The few times where he didn't take the first pitch, he swung at it. That's nice to see. Yep. Um, also hot, we had Belly on a you know, 13-hit streak before it ended. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, some of the big bats we needed to come big, really started to come big in this series. So unfortunately, the pitching just, <laughs> just wasn't there. Um, but luckily... Uh, we come to uh, this Yankees series and again we didn't half give this guy a tough time last week but Jameson Tyon absolutely sensational in game one I could not believe what I was seeing could not believe it um, I think that uh, I, just to kind of go back to Suzuki it's that kind of it was nice to see um, someone having a you know seeing him with a smile on his face as he's coming coming back to the dugout um, and it was the same with Jameson you know, it was that kind of like it was good to see him kind of having a bit of confidence, and um, it was nice to hear him uh, in his little kind of interview type thing that he was, when he was talking about it, and he's about how he was trying to iron out different bits of that uh, he's pitching. He knew himself that he wasn't where he needed to be, um, and starting to kind of work on that. And it was nice to it probably would have been awesome for him to have had put that work in to then get to see it actually manifest itself um, and where better to do it than in Yankee Stadium right yeah uh, just to emphasise on how good of a start it was um, that was actually uh, 
the one of the best starts an opposing pitcher has had at Yankee Stadium since 20, 2006. Wow. Um, so Talion is the first opposing pitcher with at least eight innings pitched and one or fewer hits at Yankee Stadium since uh, 2006. He's only the sixth person who ever managed to do it. For a, for a guy whose ERA is 6.15. <laughs> and it's like, so it's kind of like the fact that he, it's like we were speaking about, and you you kind of highlighted it last week. It's that kind of thing when um, when they're not able to hit off him, then he'll, he'll get the job done. Um, his problem was that when when they make the contact, it blows up. Um, and thankfully, but even then, uh, in the in the game, uh, there there was contact. It just it managed to kind of control it a bit better and get them to kind of make mistakes with the bat, which was was lovely to see. Yeah, I mean, I think he only struck out three, and uh, the Yankees have a lot of like slug in their lineup. Mm-hmm. So for him, only strike out three and not give up any runs was yeah. pretty crazy from him. Um, yeah. yeah, that was really really nice to see. He really needed that, and it was really great that he got it because now he goes into uh, the second half of the year, uh, hopefully with a bit more confidence, and hopefully we we'll see more of that. Because we have seen bits yeah, here and yeah. there. I've been in where you think, yeah, he's locked in here. And then it just blows up uh, elsewhere. And just, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Tyon, uh, one hit, eight innings. Uh, Alzali comes in like the absolute dog he is. <laughs> uh, one hit, shuts him out. <laughs> Job done. Um, just absolutely amazing. Like, just an absolutely amazing game to watch. And that's their first Cubs win. Uh, either of the Yankee stadiums it's the first time they've ever beaten the Yankees in New York so history history making night and it was to be to be honest I felt it was and it may well have just been because Jameson was was pitching the way he was but it it actually felt like an easy game you it it kind of felt like we were this is easy we're, I never actually felt at any point that we were in trouble which um doesn't happen all the time <laughs> when you when no. you follow the Cubs but um, but no, I was, uh, as I say, I kind of like was able to relax and enjoy this game. So, so yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a, uh, it was nice to for Cody Bellinger to get a nice early home run. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nice to see him get one. It had been a while since we'd had a belly bomb, so that was nice to see. Uh, shame it came in New York, where it's heavily tipped to be going if the Cubs are sellers. But yeah. we'll go into that later yeah. because um, we've got game two to go through, and this wasn't so good. But it's as predictable as it could ever be. I said before the game that the Cubs would lose lose this one comfortably. Um, they had the worst possible infield. They had they had uh, Mastroboni at third, Mancini at first, uh, Nico at short, and then uh, Morel at second. Morel's been really good at second, to be fair. Nico, we know he's good at short, but Mancini's had his shortcomings, and I would have bet my house on that uh, Mastroboni error. That was an awful throw to first, which I believe cost us a run. Yeah. Um, Drew Smiley just wasn't with it again. Um, you can't be mad at him because it was literally exactly what I was expecting. Um, you didn't watch this one, did you? No, I, 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 had, a fam- <laughs> I had a family event. Uh, my, my sister-in-law had graduated, so we were kind of we all had a big family thing. So, um, because it was the kind of an early start, I, I wasn't back home in time to watch it. So I've only kind of watched the the highlights of it. So. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, t- uh, Mike Tockerman and uh, Nico managed to make, make it a bit respectable by uh, getting a few few runs in, but yeah, it, 
expected it. We didn't expect to go into New York and sweep. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you were to pick one of the three games, we were probably going to lose. Probably this one against Garrett Cole. Yeah. Like. Yeah. 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 Uh, game three, um, seven-four win for the Cubs. Yankees bullpen absolutely implodes in the last three innings, and the Cubs steal steal a win. Um, it really wasn't looking good for most of that game for the Cubs, like at all, until they got the bullpen. And uh, that Yankees bullpen is quite reliable. Uh, we were really lucky that they were a bit crap. Yeah, on that I, occasion, I lost track of the amount of uh, game over posts that were that were in the in the Discord and on, yeah. and on the uh, the Facebook. Uh, because I think we all thought it was game over. There was no way that we were uh, going to come back in, and it just blew up, um, absolutely blew up, and. Uh, and then there was obviously the rain delay, and um, what was that going to, you know, what was that going to do? Is that going to help us, or was it going to hinder us? Um, thankfully, it, it helped us. Yeah, the walk five. Uh, I mean, it struck out eleven. That's uh, that's pretty good. But yeah, um, yeah, the walk five, and you give up that many walks, you're going to give up runs, and it just wasn't good enough. And luckily for the Cubs, uh, that meant we took the series, and again, first series winning there uh, against the Yankees in New York. Unbelievable, uh, and again, uh, I, I was kind of like taking a look at the at the Yankees, and I don't know. It, I kind of look at the at their their kind of team, and I'm, when you think back to the kind of you know the the previous Yankees over the over the decades, that, that doesn't look a good Yankees team. But they get the they kind of they're getting the job done in the sense of being okay, um, but. Still, take nothing away from the history that was made this weekend. Uh, massive, uh, massive series win, uh, and it set us up nicely to to kind of have that wee break before we come back next weekend. Yeah, it was really nice to see uh, Anthony Rizzo not give up that much damage. I think he got one RBI, yeah. and Harrison Bader did very little, which is always nice to see because I can't stand the block. Um, and I think we were saved by the lack of Aaron Judge. I mean, it would have been oh. nice to see him because we like to see the good players, even if they're playing against us. Uh, but we managed to avoid Aaron Judge, so that also helped us. But we'll we'll take it. Absol- we'll take it absolutely. And I wonder if. Uh... Do you want to say anything about David Ross at this point, or uh, um, given we'll the... go we'll go through that we'll go through that at the end. We'll have a we'll have a rundown of the first half of the season. I think, um, yeah, but obviously he got thrown out in the first <laughs> inning. Absolute cra- craziness, absolutely craziness, and it was it was weird because on Twitter there was a few people that were obviously sort of. Um, lifting him up you know this is great well done Rossi that's brilliant and, I, and I'm just sitting there going nah man that's embarrassing that is absolutely embarrassing um, by all means get thrown out if you you know something happens but in the first inning get a grip get a grip but anyway. yeah um, he'd had a weird week Rossi um, a lot of people were quite happy with some swearing on TV uh, in the presser I uh, didn't like that. That didn't come across as someone trying to fire up his team. That came across as someone who was quite defeated, to be honest. Yeah. And he didn't like it. Um, but yeah, um, crazy week of baseball. Uh, any player particularly stand out for you this week? Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a big huge round of applause for Sayer because he definitely has uh, 
taken on your advice and started to hit things and managed to get the ball to drop rather than straight into the, the hands of one of the outfielders. Um, I, I'm going to have to kind of go with Ian Happ for those two throws uh, against the Brewers um, to home. Absolutely amazing. The second one, I think, was actually better than the first one because uh, the, the second one, he's having to really kind of... Uh, He's almost not running into it. He's actually having to get all power to kind of throw that to. So I'm I'm going to go with uh, Suzuki and and Hap uh, and obviously Jameson as well. He, he has to kind of get. Um, so th- there's my three. There's my three. Yeah, I'm going to have to say Jameson. Um, if anyone needed a good game this week, it was Jameson. Um, he's been a huge problem for the Cubs. We went into last week, his record, mm-hmm. and how many games the Cubs have lost. Uh, I think about a quarter of the Cubs' losses have been when he started, maybe more than a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so he really, really needed a start, and what a big start he got. Um, maybe one more point on the uh, players at home. Uh, where's the play from Hap for the second out? Uh, the second one? which won the game was a better play from Hap. Uh, that that first one was an absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous way to end an inning. Uh, that tag from Nico mm. when he bounced off the base and he had the instinct to jump up and get the tag on him. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Insane when you see that in slow motion. But an absolutely ridiculous play to, uh, to end an inning that was. I mean, I don't know what the Brewers player was doing, to be fair. He was kind of like... But but anyway, that doesn't take away from the fact that Nico was like a wee dog, just sort of straight in there, making sure he couldn't get to the base. So, no, nah, I agree. Um, so we're going to go through uh, some of the questions which uh, people send in. Um, we're actually going to play a clip from a friend of the pod, uh, Richie, right, who's okay. uh, got a few questions. Hi, Chris and Neil. Rich here. Big fan of the show. Two questions for you. Last week you said you didn't think the London series would attract any more baseball fans from the UK. What could MLB do to attract more fans from the UK? And secondly, which cub, either past or present, would you like to go to the pub with? I think Big John Lester with his cowboy hat would be my favourite so far. Cheers. Bye. Well, thanks for the questions. Um, first one, uh, in terms of the MLB kind of growing the game here, I think this is a kind of, this gets held up quite a bit. You know, obviously, I'm a fan of uh, NFL and NBA. Basketball is my, my favourite sport. Um, and obviously, baseball. I, I love all three. But there seems to be this idea that somehow the American associations have to do something to try and grow a sport in our country. And I think if we want to kind of grow it, then we need to actually make more of an effort ourselves. And I've seen it happen, you know, it was a few years ago, um, Great Britain basketball were doing really well. So there was going to be all of this funding that was going to get put into basketball. It was going to be, you know, a 10-year project. We're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And it just kind of just fell away by the wayside. Um, And I I guess for me, I would like to see it more a case of with Great Britain playing at the, you know, the World Baseball Classic and them being, you know, kind of representing over there that that maybe the media over here could maybe do more of a, a, a job of selling it. Uh, getting the the idea of it being less about supporting. I mean, we love the Cubs, we love we love MLB and stuff like that. But it's a case of we love them because there's the Chicago Cubs, and we, and we and we do love baseball. And if we had teams that were around us, we would probably go and watch them uh, and things like that. But or, or even kind of play. You know, I played softball rather than than baseball because it was a softball league that was closer to me than baseball. 
but it's a case of for me rather than looking at MLB to do something to try and grow the game here we actually have to try and grow it ourselves because it's a sport at the end of the day MLB yes the best best league in the world but they don't have a carte blanche on uh, on baseball you know look at Japan and you know other places where you know they they, they do okay and MLB um probably didn't put too much into what they were doing and it's just you grow it yourself if that's what you want to do and um I guess so for me from that point of view I'm a bit kind of I get a bit itchy when when we're we're, we're relying on the the American associations to actually help grow a sport in our country when we could do it ourselves uh, again like yeah I agree it's probably gonna have to come through us uh more than anything because um the bbc do have a deal with the mlb but it's not good enough really because it just goes on the iplayer mm. um so most people won't even know it's on uh the bb the the bt or t what's it, tnt whatever uh, co- yeah, yeah. whatever it's called now their coverage is actually pretty good i know a lot of people got annoyed in the postseason with what happened with MLB TV and not yeah, being able yeah. to watch the postseason on there. But I think the BBC, the BE Sport coverage is actually quite good and um, that that's the way I mainly manage to watch more baseball because no one's going to go and invest like 100 quid a year into watching MLB TV if they're not already fully invested and... Mm. Um, you usually get three games a day on on BT, and they usually have one quite early, and it's quite good. And there are quite a few friends I've got started watching it, uh, and they've started watching it through BT because you get them early games. They haven't picked teams yet. Um, they're not allowed to pick the Cubs because that's just copying. <laughs> But yeah, most of it's probably going to have to come through us. Like the people that love baseball are going to have to spread their love of baseball. And I feel us as Cubs fans do that quite well amongst mm-hmm. other Cubs fans. Um, I think MLB itself trying as hard as they can. But uh, we saw from the London series, it wasn't particularly the biggest success. Uh, you see more TV footage and the emptier the stadium actually looks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, Cubs player I'd like to go for a beer with, uh, probably Ronnie Santo. I think um, he'd have some brilliant stories to tell over a beer, and uh, it would just be nice to hear his voice again, to be honest, because uh, we all miss him. Yep. I mean, I'd probably, right, I've kind of went back and forward on it, but I'm, I've, I'm going to plump for one, and wasn't a Cub for very long, very recent actually. Um, but I reckon it would be fun. Uh, it'd definitely be a fun night out uh, to go out for a beer with Chafin. I think that that would be a fun night out. We're probably going to some, I don't know, country in Western Bar somewhere uh, in the back of his pickup. Um, but it, it would be awesome. I think that would be that would be fun. I think I would, I would definitely go with Chafin. <laughs> waking up in the middle of some lake on his on his banged up boat. <laughs> Absolutely. So that would be fun. Yeah. Um, what do you feel on the current situation we've got with um, Marcus Stroman, who um, obviously he's got a one-year option which can be took up on his current contract, but he's um, he's shown a real interest in wanting to stay. Uh, and at the moment, the Cubs seem to have um, said that they're not going to be doing that within regulation season, which is quite understandable. But do you have any thoughts on uh, on what the Cubs might do with this? Well, I think that they're probably not wanting to rush it. I mean, I think that the thing with uh, with Strowman is that he's made it quite clear that he loves being a cup. So he's saying all the right things. 
to make it to put him in a good light, um, which then puts the organisation in a bad light if they don't look to try and uh, schmooze him. Uh, but I, I, the way that I can see it playing out is that he, he will kind of he'll be back next year, unless we do something crazy and start gutting the team again and bringing in loads and loads of prospects. Uh, but we'll come to that in terms of the buying and selling. But um, I think that, yeah, I, I, the way I see it is he's, he's coming back next year. Um, now, whether or not we see him come back next year and there's a shiny new contract that, that, that he's got or whether they just let it run down and run down and run down, I don't know. Um, so, I, But I, I see him coming back next year. He definitely is making the right noises. What about you? Yeah, uh, I think he. I think if Cubs make the postseason this year, Strowman definitely extends. Um, I don't think they're trading him. I don't think they're trading him. Um, even though he would be a trade piece, I do think uh, they get a deal done. I think um, Strowman stays. I don't think it's going to be that big a money of a contract because he's the wrong side of thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, he's realistically got four or five good years left in him, so it's not going to be a monster contract. It's not going to be something daft like what the Mets gave Scherzer or Verlander. Um, I think I don't think Strowman would even really want that. Uh, but I think Cubs made a postseason. They extend Strowman in the off season along with some other hopefully big signings. Yeah, and I think I think that's that is definitely one of the things. It's like I mean we need to remember that uh, as much as. As much as we love, uh, we love the Cubs. Players want to win games, right? So he's if he can see that we're making the right, the right moves and we're moving in the right direction, then the idea of taking on those crazy contracts that the Mets seem to hand out like kind of sweeties to anybody. But um, yeah, I think he's probably keen to kind of stick around and see us moving in the right direction and getting closer to to where we all think we we should be, which is chasing that world series so yeah um it's a trade deadline it's coming up uh we're, we're in the all-star break now so we might as well start talking about it um do you think cubs are buyers or sellers i kind of go back and forward on it i, th- I think we're i don't think we need to be sellers i, I think that um again it always comes the thing is it always comes down to what are you getting in return you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I mean, we could talk about Bellinger and whether he ends up at, you know, the Yankees who are, who are wanting him and things like that. But, I mean, they're struggling in the, the AL East. It's not like they're kind of a guarantee for postseason. So um, what's the point? Uh, but so I, I think that, I mean, there comes a point where you it's nice to have lots and lots of prospects and, you know, gathering these kind of pieces and, and, draft picks so you can pick pick players and things like that uh, as a seller there does come a point where you need to start putting something together that's actually going to win now rather than actually just what will happen you know kind of four or five years down the line and i know that we gutted <laughs> we definitely gutted our, our farm system and we're kind of building that back up again but um i don't really see us needing to be sellers i think that we are definitely kind of we're in there we're, we're definitely close enough to I mean, what is it, five, six games back, uh, wild card, um, seven or eight behind uh, the Reds. I don't think we're, I don't think we're going to win the division, but um, I think the Reds have uh, have been awesome this year. But 
we're kind of it's not like we're miles out that we're we can start thinking about selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in terms of buying, I mean, I don't know. Unless we could get an awesome first baseman, uh, but I, I don't know. Um, what about you? Um, well, on the first baseman thing, I don't think there's any. Um, I don't think there's any big, big first baseman coming up in this trade deadline. I think it would have to be uh, the Cubs make a trade and they get a uh, prospect at first base who's better than Mervis to come in. Um, I think we need a third baseman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, they could get Scandalario. Uh, I can't. I can't say his name, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like him, he'd be decent pick up at third base. Um, I do think the Cubs are going to be buyers. I think that yeah, I think those twenty games after the All Star break are um enough to tempt them. I mean, there's still time after those twenty games for them to make make moves. So maybe they'll give it ten of those games. But I do think they'll be buyers. Um, I think if they were to sell, there aren't that many trade pieces other than um Fulmer, uh, Merriweather. Um, Bellinger um, maybe someone wants to take a risk on Patrick Wisdom because when he does hit it does go out I wouldn't um, but someone might want to um, but yeah um, I mean in terms of improving the team without trading I think it's time for David Borty to come up um, rather than his um, messing about with uh, Master Boney and Mancini Um but he can play either third or first, and he's proven at the major league level, and I think um, that could be a way of them improving without having to make a trade. Um, so uh, <laughs> uh, the Angels haven't been playing very well, and we've discussed it last week that we really like Otani. So whilst we're on trade deadline stuff, um, what would you be willing to give up for the Cubs to trade for Otani in this trade deadline? <laughs> What would I give up for Otani? Kitchen sink. Um, I, I, that's a. Oh, I don't know. I, um, I'd be willing to give up quite a bit for him uh, because that because you're getting that that kind of dual thing of uh, his pitching and what he does with the bat. So you, you're kind of you're getting more than just a pitcher or a designated hitter. You're getting someone who can who can do both. Um, I don't know. I'd have to wait and see to kind of uh, who, who would you give up? Uh, I'd be willing to give up um, PCA. Oh, okay, uh, he'd be gone. Um, I'd also be willing up to give uh, Alicantra if they want him. Uh, they want some. They want a pitcher back. I'd poor. And this one's going to be quite difficult. But if the Cubs can land Otani. Uh, and uh, guaranteed to get him on an extension, I would probably be willing to give up uh, Justin Steele for him as well. Yeah. But o- almost the kitchen sink, almost the yeah. kitchen sink. I mean, it's kind of. Uh, it seems that PCA gets kind of. Uh, he gets kind of thrown out a lot in terms of uh, these kind of trade talks, and uh, yeah, no, I, I like that. I would, I would do that. I would do that. Yeah. I would do that. It'd be a shame and never see uh, Pete play for the Cubs, but yeah. if you're going to be getting Otani, we spoke about it last week, make a ridiculous impact on any game. You're going to get, you're going to have to give up some big and Pete Alicantra, yeah. Steele. That's probably going to get you him. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so we're at the we're at the midway point. Um, what are your thoughts on this uh, first half of the season? There's been amazing ups. There's been incredible downs. Um, at times it has felt like kind of Jekyll and Hyde where one night we go and we blow a team away um, and then come out the next again night and then we look like we've never played baseball um, and it's and it's incredibly frustrating at times um, but there have been points in that first half where we've kind of went on little runs and we look we looked really good and uh, where we've maybe been let down by some poor pitching at times then there's other games where the pitchers have been let down by the bats and the lack of. Then there's been some crazy decisions uh, made by uh, our, our gaffer uh, in the dugout, which is kind of... Uh, and, I, and I think for me, I don't know if it's just a case of I expect the manager to to hold himself to a kind of, I don't know, to a, to a higher level than than, I don't know, a gutter mouth or, or whatever. I just feel like there's times where I would expect my manager to kind of keep their cool a bit. And there's been times where he's let it go um, and, and he's just let himself go. And, and it's been disappointing. It's been embarrassing at times. And I don't know if it is pressure, whether he just can't deal with the pressure. Because um, I think he knows that he should probably be doing better with what he's got than than we currently are. Um, especially when you look around at you know, the teams that are around us, um, we should definitely be kind of aiming to be higher up than than them. And I don't know, some of his decisions, you know, the pitching thing, fair enough, he, he kind of, everybody makes a mistake, right? But you, you kind of keep making the same mistake and expect to get away with it. Um, but I've been okay. I'm glad that we're we're actually not far off the 500 that that I thought we would probably be at this point. So, um, so, so I'm I'm okay with things. Um, I've put it this way: there's if as I think back over from the start of the season to now, there's been a lot more times that I've been happier than than absolutely furious raging. Um, you know, you kind of win every game, but um, if you're in there and you're close and you can kind of put it down to or it was an error, or it was bad luck, um, or we just we just turned up, we just didn't turn up tonight. Um, that's fair enough. But when you're absolutely, it's different if you're absolutely awful all the time, and that's not been the case. I, I, I've kind of looked back over this first half, and and I think that I've been happier far more times than I've than I've been disappointed. So, um, what about yourself? Uh, it's been a very, very streaky um, first half to the season. Uh, I think we got off to a decent start, um, and then we had um, that that spell, that really, really bad spell of about ten, fifteen games, which um, it really looked quite bad for a bit there. Uh, but they, they managed to get get the wins back. Um, obviously, we almost clawed it back to five hundred, which looked um, pretty much undoable. Um, a month and a half ago, and uh, if we'd won that second game in London, we'd have been at five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're a little bit far back now. What are we um, six six games under five hundred. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, it's about where I thought they'd be. Um, I thought it would um, be less streaky. 
I thought they'd be a little bit more consistent, but I thought, uh, looking at the schedule, uh, given the um, how tough the first half was, I think um, if the Cubs would be around 500, I'd be quite happy with that. Um, big issues are the biggest issues I feel is they didn't get um, they didn't get the first baseman they needed, and they didn't get the third baseman they needed, uh, and they are two massive holes in this uh, in this lineup at the moment. Um, uh, Madrigal's done quite well at third um, defensively. He's started to get his bat, and unfortunately got injured. Um, but the first first base has just been a complete utter disaster all season. Um, they can't seem to find anyone to play there. Um, I'm pretty sure Edwin Rios can play there, but I don't think he has. Um, and we all keep forgetting he's in the line, <laughs> even mm-hmm. in the team. Mm-hmm. He was, um, yeah, I forgot he was still with the team until we saw him in a photo at London. <laughs> um, first base has been bad. Um, pitching overall has been pretty good. Um, we've obviously um, Strowman's been fantastic. Uh, Justin Steele's been fantastic. Um, Kyle Hendricks has been better than we could have expected after a lengthy injury. Um, uh, but the, the unfortunate thing is, um, the, the the other two just haven't been very good. Um, Drew Smiley's been good for half of it, but he's been pretty poor. Um, his last um, eight. Seven eight starts has mm. been pretty bad, and um, Tyone, we've talked about him already today. Absolutely shocking, apart from that one really good start, um, this week. So, hopefully, that's a Tyone we're going to see from now on. And all he needed was one good game to give him that confidence boost. Um, but yeah, um, an all right first half. Um, like I said. If it were less streaky, I would have been less disappointed at parts of the season. Um, but I'm really looking forward to the second half and seeing um, if they can just uh, push a little bit and try and uh, make some ground on the Reds, who I don't think are going to be able to keep this up. I literally think um, if Ellie gets injured, I think the Reds are going to tank. Well, we'll see. But he, he is some player. Um, I, I Yeah, well, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'd kind of... But as I say, I, I'm, there's been more happiness, I think, for me that that that's that's stuck with me than the disappointments. I think that um so and I'm looking forward to the second half as well. Um yeah. and kinda of kicking on. Um so which um which plays do you think have um stood out um in this uh, first half of the season? Obviously um Nico Horner should have been an all star but got completely snubbed. Um he's probably the best player in baseball that no one's talking about. Obviously Dansby's been really good as well, but has anyone else um stuck out for you? Any surprises? Not really been any any surprises. I mean that I mean the surprises have kind of been um that someone like a say Suzuki hasn't kind of kicked on from, from last year. So the surprise was more of a it was kind of a downturn rather than than it being somebody that you're saying, Oh, that's great, he's making progress. I think that you know the ones you've highlighted of um, are the kind of kind of stand. I mean, Justin Steele kind of you know kind of standouts, um, but I guess it's like I mean it, it's difficult to kind of put my finger on on some of it. I mean, Ian Happ has now got to a point where um, we have that kind of expectation with him now. He, he's 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 a he's a real big boy uh, baseball player now that we kind of expect. Uh, him to kind of lead by example. Uh, the Nico Horner thing, I don't know what's happening there. Maybe maybe people just don't watch the Cubs. Maybe we're the only ones that uh, that see what he's doing. But it's kind of like I'm trying to think 
uh, what he needs to do to to have been kind of given that nod for All Star. But um, I, obviously, we all love him. I don't know if we lo- all love him as much as you do, um, but <laughs> <laughs> but but the fact is that that you know I, I don't know what happened there. I mean, name 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 people who should be out ahead of him, and it's kind of uh. it's just that kind of. Um, but yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much all we've got time for for this week. Uh, there's not going to be much baseball this week because it is the All-Star break, but we will be back uh, probably with a shorter episode next week. Um, Red Sox um, series, free game set of the weekend. We'll go through that. Uh, we might discuss the All-Star break, but to be honest, I don't think we're going to be watching it because I think it's rubbish. Yeah, I'll not be watching the All-Star game either. Or, or I won't even be staying up for the home run derby either, so... Um, I, that that'll be a very short part to the podcast if, if we start to talk about that. Um, in terms of the Red Sox, though, um, they're kind of you're obviously sort of dead last in the AL East, um, and then you go, oh wow, and then you remember that that's one of the toughest divisions in baseball, yeah. and the fact that they're still over five hundred. Um, but but with the Cubs, it's a case of um, we play really well against the teams that we should get beat by. And then we struggle against the teams that we should be hammering. Uh, so I don't know. I'm confident for this weekend. Um, yeah. So anyway. Well, uh, thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoy your All Star break. Uh, if do if you aren't in the Facebook group again, I'd be shocked if you aren't. It's uh, UK Cubs fans on Facebook. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it is uh, UK Cubs Chris. And I'm at Neil H Watson. So yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, let's go Cubs. Let's go Cubs.